Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco from Misfit Minded Media Reviews. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded, on X or Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and my website, MisfitMinded.com. And I'm Shani B. You can follow me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And today we're talking about another movie from the best year in movies, 1999's Payback, written and directed by Brian Helgeland, and additional writing by Terry Hayes and starring Mel Gibson, Maria Bello, David Pamer, Lucy Liu, and Greg Henry. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a, about a cool thief out for revenge, um, and his cut. Uh, after being double crossed and left for dead after his last heist, I think it's seventy grand. They say multiple times over in this and movie. over again. He just wants a seventy grand. Um, so yeah, what did you think of this movie, Candy B? Honestly, I am sad to report I didn't really like it. No! I really wanted to. <laughs> I really wanted to. Um, and I usually really like movies like this, and I think I still liked, like, I enjoyed it for sure, mm -hmm. but I just have such a hard time with the blue color. I yeah. was ready to fall asleep, like, almost immediately, and I was like, damn, this movie is, like, oh, too wow. cool to put me out. But it was really just, like, the blue, the blue didn't work for me. Um, I loved the trademark voiceover, and I, you know, I, I like that it was a neo-noir. I liked the vibe mm -hmm. of that. It's just that I prefer that yellow coloring, like in Chinatown. Um, I really like the score. I love uh, a fast score that's always happening and like that kind of cool piece throughout. I definitely really um, appreciated. I just, I felt like it was kind of middle of the road for me. It wasn't, I was wow. expecting maybe a little too much since it was a blind spot. Um, what about you? You, it sounds like maybe you enjoyed it a little more than me. I did. I really did. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, first of all, I, I kind of want to, I was going to save this, but I think this is important because there are two cuts of this movie. Oh. So uh, I'm curious, where did you watch yours? I watched mine on Prime. Okay, so did I. So okay. at least we watched the same one. And nice. um, from what I've read, um, this is the theatrical and like preferred cut of the movie. So okay. I think we got lucky on that point. Okay. Um. I didn't do I didn't like dive into it, but I just just looking online, I think the biggest changes people were saying in the director's cut is that um, it sounds so weird and bizarre, but like they took Chris Christopherson out of the movie, who was like one of the final bad guys. What? And apparently there's like a more action oriented finale. But I just I don't see how you take like he's really he's really good in this movie. And there's a whole plot of him and his son at yes. the end. So I really don't understand. So I think we got lucky in that. I'm like, OK, at least I, I saw the one that people say is like the better mm -hmm. version. Um, and I just think it's important to say that because a lot of times, you know, it's it's easy to dunk on the studios is like these guys don't know what they're talking about. But sometimes they do know what they're talking about and they know <laughs> yes. what what plays with audiences i also heard that like um the the version we saw is like a lot funnier and so i okay. thought that was one of the things i liked about it getting into my general thoughts here um mm -hmm. i i thought it had a very specific tone which yes. is very very hard to pull off like i've seen um you know multiple 
noirs like this that try and be sleek and cool and like cheeky um you know and funny and they just fall flat on their face and because it's like they're trying too hard or they just can't and I, i think um at least Mel Gibson was really good in this, no matter what you think about him. Like he's yes. very, very committed to this. And maybe like the fact that he's playing a scumbag, you know, mirrors some real life. He nails it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the first couple scenes in the movie, he steals from a homeless guy and a waitress. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's it was pretty clear. And so um I also found that the tagline of this movie um this which is pretty funny is um hold on let me see get ready (laughs) to root for the bad guy yes so and that's accurate yeah that is accurate here and somehow melly gibson always finds a way to make the worst kind of guy likable because i agree his character is really interesting and Mm -hmm. cool and i think he does a cool he does a good job finding this guy and and making this guy feel authentic. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, okay, one funny thing about that tagline too. I guess they changed it in Australia because uh, root in Australian slang is to have sex with. So, oh. <laughs> oh, so they changed it to get ready to cheer for the bad guy. <laughs> get ready. Get ready to have sex with a bad guy is so much better. <laughs> wow, like I just thought what a that was, fun you know, fact. There's so many funny like language barrier translation things, so that one that one made me laugh. But that's a good one. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just thought like every time, every scene, you know, we've had we've had some movies that are like this, like ensemble pieces where it was just like every scene, it was like. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I like that person. Oh, yes. that, yeah, and they're doing great. Like, um, it started off with um, I don't know the actress's name on the top of my head, but like the oh, the, the gal from the game, right? Yes, his wife. His wife. Um, but I was like, I remember she's good in the game, and I'm always like, I wonder if she's like did any other movies around this time. And so then she was good in it, you know, mm-hmm. playing this like uh, druggy, you know, heroin addict, and then Freddie Rodriguez. What she's done. Freddie Rodriguez comes in with this ridiculous haircut. <laughs> the best hair, amazing piercings. What super, a character. Super young. And my mind immediately went to Grindhouse because we've done that before on the show. Same. And Same. there are some like similarities too in like the grittiness of this type of film. Like this is definitely trying to be like a 70s noir you know, yeah, there's seven. like a crackle yes. in the filmmaking across, which is really nice. Which, like, I can see, like, some people that, like, say if they watched it based on listening to this episode and being like, why is it, like, so grainy and, like, you know, shitty looking? And it's like, no, that's great. Like, that's why. On purpose. I, like, say what you want about the bluish tint. I really like that. Like, it really took me in, into that place. And yep. uh, we before we started recording, I was like, I should have, like, brought a pack of cigarettes to to just constantly smoke throughout this whole episode because it's all I want to do. Every it's all I want to do. I mean, and that's consistent with noirs. That's like if you watch any old noirs, every single scene the main guy is smoking or offering yep. to light a cigarette for the dame <laughs> that he meets. Like it's just it's a part of these things. So yeah, constantly throughout. Um, and yeah, Maria Bello, Greg Henry, oh, uh, dude. Lucy Lou Lucy sneaking Lou? up, yeah, going by a different name because she's still so fresh, but also like on the scene, perfect. 
Oh, I feel she like, was great. She was awesome. Yeah, her her in this made me also think of Lucky Number Seven, which is like I was thinking that too. That I like I a lot that, that we've also covered, and it was just so fun to see her here, like totally holding her own, but clearly like fresh, you know, like going by this name we've never heard her use. So that made me be like, oh no. And then just the chemistry that she had with Mel Gibson in the few scenes they shared. No wonder, you know, she continues to work to this day. She's so good. I mean, and then she has like one of the one of the best line reads interactions where um, she tells Mel Gibson, I have more time. And he says, so go boil an egg. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Which, the classic dialogue oh, was actually really creative. And I did. I, laughed. I, I know what you mean with the tone of a kind of dark comedy that's happening here that you sort of have to nail if you're going to do yeah. this kind of cool noir. I mean, because there's like serious shit happening in the middle of it like you know where uh you know there's some like domestic abuse you know with mm -hmm. maria bello that's like hinted at you know and so like the, and you can tell that um you know again good storytelling doesn't really have to spell it out but you get the feeling that because mm -hmm. of the abuse that she faced uh mel gibson she hired mel gibson to be kind of her protector and so that was like right. the basis of their relationship um, and then when he comes back, um, it's like a surprise to everybody because everyone thinks he's dead. Um, so I like I like that aspect of it. Um, and then, yeah, I all wish we knew a little bit more about how much time had passed in between when he was double crossed and when he came back around. It seems like enough to where because it's like um, Greg Henry, who's like, if you ever see Greg Henry's name at the beginning of a movie. He's probably <laughs> going to be uh, a, a bad, bad guy. guy at some point. <laughs> we talk about some of these guys, like, as soon as he showed up, I'm like, all yep. right, I'm already liking him a little too much when he's, like, eating the Chinese food and, like, yes, you know, like, he's being fun. He's really funny, too. But I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's no way this guy is going to be. It's a double cross <laughs> right at the beginning, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, but then he, he does get, like, promoted so I'd say enough, at least like a month, it seems like, to where like he's in a yeah. new situation, maybe like enough time to where um, Porter, which is Gibson's character, can heal because he gets shot mm -hmm. twice in the back. Um, and I wanted to, I think it's a good time to bring this up too. Another thing I liked about this movie is I felt like the violence was very real. Like, yeah. there, you know, we talk, we, we talk about some movies here that are hyper stylized and that's cool and, and, and everything, but like, they're going for this gritty noir style. So, like, he gets shot twice in the back. He's, like, almost dead at the beginning. Yeah, the, the blood that, like, <laughs> yeah. comes out. It's yeah. good. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so it's very realistic. Um, yeah, he, I like that touch where, and there's a lot of good inserts, too, that I like where he puts yes. the cigarette out in the pool of blood. Greg Henry does. It's Very just like cool. so diabolical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and he had it all worked out, like giggling yeah. at him, being like, what if I told you it was always 100? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because so, it's like uh, he needs 130 grand, I think, uh, to get in, to get, into to get the, back or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we have to split it 50, 50, 70 apiece. I'm like, yeah, he's not splitting it, bro. Uh. <laughs> no, no, he's definitely not. He's not. But I, that's another detail I really love about these kinds of movies, too, where they don't give you enough of the backstory to understand, like, what it means to buy your way back. But it's like a term I've heard a million times in yeah. noir movies. People always got to somehow buy their way back. Well, I just watched and I actually just found it at the thrift store, too, which I always love when that happens. 
um because i watched it first i loved it it's called the gambler with james Kahn, which Ooh, is um, the original yeah. not the mark Wahlberg no. <laughs> uh remake <laughs> i have yet to see that one but uh you can skip it yeah uh, your time won't be wasted but the original i really liked um and it it, it has that kind of like propulsive like the the way he has to buy his way back is because he owes everybody money. So that's that's kind of I guess what I was what we're figuring. Yeah, yeah. Like he somehow owes them 130k and um, it's definitely gambling and like pro yeah. services happening. So I'm sure people rack up tabs uh, quite easily when they're messing mm -hmm. around with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like he you don't, again you don't know a lot about him, but you know that he likes he likes the high profile pros like you're saying. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> um because Maria Bello says at one point at the end, I'm not cheap, honey, to the to the, <laughs> to the, sun. To the sun. Yeah. Um and her oh god, she's so great in that scene. Just in general, I love her in movies. I love her. But like mm -hmm. that scene in particular, I think is my favorite scene with her where She's like seducing the son yep. and like handcuffing him and being like, trust me, this is what yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. And then like as soon as she gets him, you know, handcuffed and disposed, she like pulls her skirt down and is like back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's like a sweet. I'm just like, damn, like that. That was bravo. Bravo. She's like, always a baller, and man, yeah. she worked opposite some of the leadingest men, the especially at the yeah. turn of the century, if you yeah. will. <laughs> like, really, just always able to hold her own too. Just and won, I kind uh, of love that Golden Globe, right? And uh, or Emmy for um, Beef, yeah. Well, she. I was gonna say she is in Beef, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I know which. I can't out. tell. I don't know which award it was, but I do know I watched it, and she accepted an award. So she she's amazing in beef. Thank yeah. you for reminding me. Um, <laughs> she's great in everything. Like, like, like that's what I'm that's saying. That's what I was like, gonna say. Is she's always good, always but she good. also is one of those actors who kind of disappears at the same time. Mm. So it's like I know it's her, but she's so good at putting a nuance into the women that she yeah. plays. And to like think of who she's playing in this movie to like who she's playing 20 years later in beef is wild. Yeah, because I remember such different women. The way she's introduced in this is a, from a photo. And yes. I and I definitely had that like it took me a second. Where I was like, "Is that Maria Bello?" Like, because it's, it's she's like younger. She's got like makeup yes. on, like looking like like you said, slightly different yep. than how she normally looks. Um, but yeah, she was fantastic. I thought Greg Henry was like chewing up the scenery. Yes, throughout most yep. of it, it was just and him like, and Lucy Liu's like oh back and God. forth sort of physical violence. That's also sexy. Was yes. wild. <laughs> yeah, was like I appreciate this, but I I didn't realize that like Dominatrix took it back. That's like the one piece I didn't see coming when he like hit her back. Sometimes I was like, yeah. wait, I thought that's not how this goes. I'll, I I saw you put that in the questions and plot holes, and I, I will agree with that. Like it didn't it didn't take me out of it, but it definitely was like. Wait a second. She always like, came back. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, and I just, um, you know, I was, how did this get made? Just did um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which was a great Thank episode. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you for your, your work. <laughs> and so, um, and apparently they, those movies get a lot wrong about BDSM, you know, and that community like really does not like sense. those movies and that book, those books. <laughs> and so I... I just figured that like this is a screenwriter, the director and screenwriter just like made this up and like that's probably not how it works, but like in this movie it's just 
you know, he, yeah. he I mean, there's an implication he likes beating on women. So, like, I guess that's what if, I was thinking. If he had to, you know, book a pro, he would have to book one that is capable of taking that abuse. And then, but then she does, like you said, dish it back. And mm-hmm. so that was that was like good. Where uh, Mel Gibson is kind of like shaking him down, and then and then she goes, "No, no, I got this." Yes, yes. <laughs> and she and starts kicking the in, shit out of him. Yes. And when he first comes in, she's like trying to twist his nipples while yeah. he's at gunpoint, like being like, yeah. "Let's turn this into something." Yes. <laughs> I can do two guys at once. So like, good. Yeah. yeah, just like a kind of assertiveness that Lucy Liu yeah. always has, and it's interesting because Maria Bello has that too. I feel like mm. they're two women who know really well how to go in between being like, "Don't fuck with me," and also like, "In but do you want to?" Yeah. Like, I feel like they can both in, do I that. Mean, there's sex workers in this world. I feel like they they have to be. They bring them know, to the ground for yes, sure. They have to be this assertive. I like also like the touch that Maria Bella uh, names the dog uh, Porter after. Yes, him. <laughs> such a good and and. I also love how you think that Greg Henry shoots the and kills the dog, which I was like, get the fuck out of here. Same. I was and like, then, oh. and then like a few scenes later, the dog it just has like a little bandage on. I was like, okay, all right, we're good. We're good. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I do like yeah. how Maria Bello was like, I have this plan where I'm going to be like, he's in the bedroom, but really that's yeah. the dog. And I'm going to, you know, this is how I'm going to protect myself, which I was like, that's actually pretty baller. I thought it was, like, well, do you think that I'm was her plan or do you think that was, because she wasn't expecting Greg Henry's character show up. So I, I thought that was just like her thinking on her feet, which like you said, I, I, I thought the same thing that like smart, smart move, yes. because yes. if she would have said he's not here, she probably would have gotten kidnapped or beaten up. Like, you know, yeah. so yeah. Smart, to, street smart. to have the track, yeah. And I mean, like, she's not even lying, because when he asks where Porter is, she tells him the truth. She's just talking about Porter the dog this time around, mm. which I also kind yeah. of like, that, like, Loki, she's she's not lying when she, you know, lures him here. Um, but yeah, I like I like the quirks of how the women in this story are operating in a really rough world, um, Oof, but yeah. they found ways to do that. They found ways to stay empowered within it, which I do appreciate a lot about the storytelling. And another thing, so I, I this was a blind spot for both of us, which I was hoping both of us would be on the so same good. page, but uh, it's okay. Uh, I mean, in terms of quality, I'm right there. It's yeah. really just the color. The color is okay. is a make or break for me, just because for some reason. And I when did I'm see some reviews. I did see some reviews of the time and like i think letterbox maybe that were pointing that out as i did it but again it didn't bother me as much but i can definitely see how um you know a kid you know it's different it's different for sure yep yep but i do think that like the rest of it i was like man if only the color was different i think i would love this movie mm-hmm. but i for sure really liked it because of these subtle details and the quirks of like real women within this story not just women here as you know objects but also like an interesting hierarchy because to your point about taking christopherson out like that's what's so fun about yeah. him going oh, through man. is he's climbing i saw hierarchy. his name in the credits and like the way i was waiting for him the whole movie <laughs> i was like all right is this gonna be is he gonna be this guy and then it wasn't and i was like ah oh, okay maybe maybe the next guy and then it yep. like they, he's literally the third in the series of the three like bosses the like, biggest that, bad yeah yep. <laughs> so as I, always as i love how they so. they kind of like held their cards uh close to the chest with that one but he's great too i mean he's fucking scary 
when uh yes. when they kidnap uh gibson at the end and they're like torturing him mm-hmm. like again the violence in this is like very grounded and real like they yes. take out two of his toes before Gibson's like, all right, all right, all right. I'll tell you, you know, where, where your yes. son is. Like, I'm not doing yes. any more of this. And- no, please. <laughs> and you, uh, of course, that's like part of his plan, but he has to sell it. He has to take some abuse to like really sell that. Like he's giving them honest information. Yep. Um. So, but yeah, I just, I love, yeah, I love this kind of noirs where, you know, there's a lot of people chasing after this one person um and they don't quite know who he is but everyone's aware that he's around yeah like i love he has to outsmart them like by thinking on his feet in different ways um and he has like nothing to lose which is never what they're expecting they're always expecting he's here to make a deal of some kind and i love when he's with the first layer of the big bads if you will yeah and he's on the phone with christopherson and he's like i'm just gonna kill this guy like if you don't agree to what i want and then he yeah. does. Yeah. And the way that Chris Jefferson's like, hello, like, did he really do it? Like, yeah. for real? And then when he's with the uh, in like Flint guy, mm-hmm. he's um, also sort of like, are you still there? Did he do yeah. it again? <laughs> you know? No, I, I love how. And again, every character has like these little quirks, which like we yes. talk about a lot. Like the worst is like just generic thug guy. But right. every every person in here felt like realistic you know, even if they have like two seconds of screen time. So that bad guy in particular was like, okay. not the suits. Like he was just concerned yeah, about you're an animal. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He was, he was shooting bullets through his, his, uh, and his, his, uh, alligator. That's real alligator. Careful right. with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, these guys were all representing yeah. a type of guy who basically can be targeted for this subtle thing. Like they each think of themselves as untouchable. And that's what he was using against them. Also really love the two cops, one played by Bill Duke, and then the other guy I've seen in a bunch of stuff. I don't know, like, actor's name, but... Okay, Yeah, okay. The, two, the two dirty cops that, like, again, you know are yes. dirty the second they come on the screen. And then that's just another layer that he has to think about where it's like, fuck, now I'm being extorted um, by exactly. another group of people. Like, Jesus Christ. Um I do say, so this was a blind spot, but I do remember, I probably saw this like on TV, just like parts of it, because I do remember the 70,000 bit, like that he keeps coming back to. Like, as soon as he started saying that, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Like, but yeah, and that, that to me too, is just a hilarious, like part of this movie where everyone is like, you're doing this for $140,000. And he's like, I, like my favorite is when he just doesn't correct them anymore and he just like sighs he's just like yes like... some part of me wanted to figure out if there would could could have been a way for him to take the money at the end and leave 70 for him to like I leave thought, it with the I son. thought he might but then I was yeah. like you know what after all the shit he's been through this is fucking tax like this is like it's, he deserves it he should it. split the purse with Maria Bella and that's they what I was thinking sort too. of orchestrated it together yeah yeah and I like that too because a lot of noirs end on a very sour note traditionally, um, where either you know the main character dies or you know the romance is doomed. It never works out between them. So I do like that this one is different in that way, where you know they drive off into the sunset. Basically, spoilers, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I love the line too, where he's like, yeah. "Maybe we were shooting too high." <laughs> yeah. Well, then she's like, where to? And he's just like, just drive, baby. Like, I like that. Yep. Just, yep. you know, if she's going to stop. Doesn't matter. Looking, we got 140K. You know, <laughs> we can we can find somewhere. Yep. 
We're uh, both going to swear off our vices. I mm-hmm. won't shoot guys. You can't trick. And we're going to be happy. Uh, get a little breakfast in it. Like, yeah. I think that's exactly it. I almost want all my noirs to feel like they were just a book that I closed. And I kind of love that this movie did that, too. It, it mm-hmm. even found a way to, like, tie a perfect bow around how, um, you know, when those wise guys were trying to blow him up mm-hmm. uh, at his safe house. And he just, like, you know, lights him up that, oh, uh, yeah. you know, to get into, like, some of the stunts and stuff and more of the violence. Like, they for real blow up the car. He's for real cutting the hose yeah. of gasoline. Like, it all feels it's all happening for real. But you I know, do like the not... way, like. I think it is worth mentioning, like, color grading aside, this is, like, very well-directed. Like, I was, that was another thing I was pleasantly surprised at, where, like, you know, again, we've seen stuff like this where, like, car bombs and, you know, things are, but it's, like, the way it's shot in here. Like, so for that scene, for example, I just love that, like, like you say, it shows him cutting the cable underneath, mm-hmm. um, and then... Uh, you don't just see him like blow it up. You see the guy notice him in the yes. in the rearview mirror, and then he's like, "Oh shit, he's right behind us." Yes, he and he's looking so cool, lighting the cigarette. Yep. Licks the cigarette and then blows them up. Like it's like perfect. And then they come back to that again at the end, which like I was not expecting for sure. Uh, you know, I think that was that was kind of clever too, where I was just like, "Where? What's his plan here? Like what?" <laughs> True. Yeah, like yeah. I had forgot that there is just a bomb sort of waiting for someone to trigger yeah. it there. I guess and I, I thought sure. like he used like my brain was like, oh, he used the bomb on the car. Like it just it kind of like associated it with that. And like, I mean, oh, no, it blew it's, up. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, it's still in his apartment. He just never he never. That's answered right. The phone, he so. just formed. He created another kind of bomb. Yeah. with A bunch of gasoline, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was cool. Like you do got to see stuff blow up. You do. It's like you need to see them get dirty when they're trying to mm-hmm. kill each other or beat each other up. And I did. I will say that when there's a blue hue over, I do like the color of blood in blue hued movies. It's like a purple red. And yeah. it is it feels grosser to me, like when they're, you know, punching him and slapping him and he's sweaty and got this like yeah. purple blood on him. Looks like You're shit. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I didn't mind it, too, because so my first. The the first thing that came to mind, like movie comp wise, was like uh, *Le Samurai*, which is like an old noir. Uh, yeah, OG. It's a black and white. Uh, Twenty years ago, I might have uh, <laughs> yeah. watched that for stage combat. <laughs> yeah, but it's like black and white, and so like not a color at all. But like, there's a lot of there's like a bunch of scenes like near the subway, and so like it opens up like with the subway uh, platform mm. too. They don't. Yep. It's not really like a major thing in the movie, but like. I think the color, the cool coloring mixed with that, I was like, okay, I see what kind of vibe they're trying to go for here. And like the killer, the new uh, David Fincher movie was also, he said, very inspired by um, La Samurai. So um, Uh yeah, you liked that. that. You might like Payback as well. You may. And I will say something that I appreciated about Payback too was because they were doing all of this stuff for real it was like a, such a good use of the lot. And I feel like we don't see movies shot on the lot that don't look so easily like the lot. Mm. I just recognize the lots a lot yeah. when I'm watching. And I was just thinking like, holy shit, this is so good. They find a way, they're putting the camera in all the right places to not make this feel any which way so that they can blow everything up. Anything they want to blow up, they can. And I love all the explosions, like real fire, Real fire really gets me going. <laughs> I mean, there's like a magic to it, like for sure. Like, I mean, even you know, like some some of the 
you know, you read any early readings about like cinema and what people thought about it. It's like a magic trick, you know, it's like, yeah, they're it's like not, them not only trying to play an illusion on you, but it's like you're pulling an illusion on yourself that like yes. th- you're buying into this world, you know, yep. that that uh, that they're selling here. And so I, I really liked um, the progression too of like Gibson having to go through every stage to get to the top like I really yes. like that and one scene in particular that I liked where um I was like oh this is just sums up the whole movie for me was when he was uh questioning um one of the pros at the beginning mm-hmm. and he like he laid the stack of money on the table and was like all right I need a name you know um we know think, how this works think harder you know and then I'm like oh this guy's fucking stingy we've already seen that he is not gonna give her all this money and so he oh, like I- he lets her get one out of the stack. <laughs> and I was yep. like, this basically is the movie. It's just people trying to take money from the next person, you know, out yes. of their hands. Like that's yeah, and- every single character that sums up besides Maria Bella. But that that's like her. That's what makes her a rede- like probably the only redeeming character in this movie. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. She's not really. Yeah, she's not looking to double cross anybody because even no. though. Obviously, which is like Lisa something that so happens baller. in noir a lot too, the femme fatale, which yes, they didn't go that route. Especially the one he loves. Yeah. 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 It's usually there. But I, mm-hmm. I think that's what's great about Lucy Lou sort of sneaking in being like, well, I also love him, but this other way. And yeah. then that moment of when she's able to like bring her friends in. And I feel like there's like this whole other story I wanted more of because that crew that she's with, I'm like, what is the story of that family that's hey, happening that too. here too? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But like, you know, that that's one of those things where in a good noir, you could go down any of these mm-hmm. pathways. They all feel viable. Yeah. And I just lo- I love that moment when they pull the guns on each other and, yeah. you know, she goes to fire and it misfires and then he does the same. And there's yep. like this cute moment like I, I know it's going nowhere, but it's just one of those like special pieces that you you just can't know you're going to get. You get lucky. And if you're a good director, you have positioned the camera in a place to capture this kind of magic between people. Well, it's I noticed like so funny. I did notice that where I was like, there are some things that they do to make him. You have to like him on some level. He can't be like right. completely irredeemable. <laughs> like yeah. otherwise, like why are we even watching this guy? Like they can right. just they can just kill him and it's whatever. Yeah, like. In the end, he's justified to die if he doesn't end up having some kind of redeeming quality, which I think he's, like, working towards the entire time. Right. And so, like, his relationship with Maria Bello, he's, like, trying to um, reconcile with that. I noticed that, like, the way he treats the sex workers, it's, like, a lot better than, you know, he's not he's not killing them or abusing them. And, the, like, he lets Lucy Lou go, like... Yeah, he's not calling them derogatory names. Yeah. And so there, there's... You know, he's he's just about his business, basically. Every every scene I like that. He's just like I have I don't have even like the scene where him and Ria Bella like first kiss, which is I thought was again, shout out to the director, like I thought was really like the way they're spinning around and kissing is very mm-hmm. like romantic. And then he's like, you know what? No, I can't stay. Like if I get invested now, I'm not gonna be able to finish my mission. Right. Like put a bookmark in this and we'll get to this later. <laughs> Yeah, I still want to do this, but I yeah. want to do it right this time, yeah. right? I don't want to get distracted by these things that make it easy because that's the one thing I'm also curious about is I wish there was a little bit more flashback with uh, his wife. It was kind of a bummer 
that we really only got like that one scene where he came back and she, of course, was like incredibly guilt stricken, just like using drugs till the end. Because I had a question about how like when he intercepted her uh, delivery from Freddie Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, she wasn't going to be able to shoot up. And he was, I guess, assuming that he would wait out her withdrawals and try to get her clean in this space. And then she like had a secret shoe compartment. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) what I wanted was for that to be something like if he ever came back or if she was ever going to get caught, she should take this like lethal dose that's hidden in a shoe Mm -hmm. so that like she can't give up the secret. I thought maybe it could have been more tied in other than just being like a crazy hiding spot. Um, But I wanted more from like, what is the wife situation? Because he so clearly has something still with Maria Bello. That's like, that felt much stronger than whatever he might've been doing with his wife. Yeah, true. I, I, I see that. I, I do like the, uh, the subtext of it though, where it's like, you know, he puts the, he puts the syringe in the wall with the wedding ring and it's like, all right, well, <laughs> he's clearly not trying to like get back with this girl. Like he's, he's it's pretty true. much done. And yeah. He's going to uh, do right by her and try to get her clean or whatever. But, like, she, she double-crossed him. Yeah, so he does try. No... He takes the box away from her and, like, mm-hmm. you know, sleeps there. And, like, you, yeah, you get the sense that. And so when she's, like, starting to, like, reach for something, I thought she was going to try and, like, double-cross him again. Same. Uh, that's, that's where my mind went to. And so, and so they definitely, that was, like, a much more tragic choice that she's, like, you know, I yeah. fucked up and tried to kill this guy. And so now she I'm taking the... It taking the way out and so i just wanted the yeah. you know one more thing from val to be like you know she did she's a good part. actress though she's like it's this it's the same thing with the game though where i'm like yeah she's good i wish she was in it more <laughs> yeah i wish yeah. they gave her more to do yeah i will say like it looked pretty rough when he like busts through the door and slams it into her i was like oh is oh, that yeah. like on purpose or is that like yeah. a fun happy accident um but it goes to the authenticity of like all of this you know like it's it is kind of rough around the edges. And even though there's some comedy, the stakes are high. You know, like this guy only has so much time before people do know he's asking around and he's got to get his plan coordinated. Yeah, I love and I do like, you know, on this point of like not providing a lot of information, I really like the opening credits because you get the sense of who this guy is without any dialogue at all. Yes. Like we mentioned, like, stealing from the homeless guy and stealing from the waitress and like yep. but pocketing even, some guy's it, id so he yes can jack i was gonna money. that's what i was gonna mention that was the the most diabolical there was like fucking stealing this guy's credit card and then he just has a, 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 a day on the town like he just yes. like, he like yes. buys his steak dinner he's like trying on new suits and then it's amazing it, it the the sequence like is buttoned with um you know they finally catch the card and and cancel it and then, like, the, the waiter's like, hey, sir, like, your car didn't work. And he's like, try it again, you know? Yeah. And, then, and then he just, like, lights up and he starts getting up. And I'm like, yeah, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, it's you can true. just tell this guy's, like, used to just, like, fucking people over, like, and just. Well, he's just, like, a, a career con man. Yeah. I kind of love how, like, especially in the 90s, there were way more movies about this kind of wise guy who's, like, so good at conning that he's pretty much conning everywhere he goes. Everything yeah. he does is a kind of con. Yeah, he's not a hitman. And I love that. Which yeah. is like, we should, I guess, kind of differentiate because it's like yeah. a lot of these movies, noir movies, it's like that's who the main guy is. This guy's a, a robber. Like, that's, that's yeah. all the this information we get about. At best, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And so, but yeah, but he's 
strangely good at killing people <laughs> as we find out like yeah. you, you get a sense that it's not his first time doing it uh <laughs> right he had to work his way up into this space too and i kind of like that about these stories too they always find the wise guy who has something redeemable when he hits a line where he's like now i'm kind of done having to prove myself right like i am good at this i got you this money and still you double cross me Nah, now I'm going to take it more seriously now. Like maybe some of the rage I used to be like respectful and hold back because I was like trying to be a part of this crew. I think I'll enjoy taking out now um, because it does seem like he's just so smooth when he kills people. Like when he's yeah. like, mm, pop pop. It's yeah. just really like, like I said, it's just all business. Decisions. Like there's no yes. like negotiating. It's just like, are you going to help me get my 70K? No. Boom. Like then you're dead. Then you're, yeah, Let me then talk what, to the next guy. Good are you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So good. Except for I like early that that like sleazy heroin dealer where it's like the only reason that guy survives is because he's like, I want you to tell uh Greg Henry that I'm alive and I'm out to kill him, like and get my money back. (laughs) Yes. And I like that little detail because there always needs to be some person who is silly in the middle, and he is what connects him to being able to get the cop to tie it all in a bow to be like, I'll Mm. get the cops off my back by basically like doing the doing a con, getting that guy's badge and then not touching the gun again so he can plant it. Which I was like, that is Yeah, I didn't catch that I didn't catch that at first. Like I literally just was taking it at face value. It's just like, oh, he just He's like, they're going to frisk me, which is true. You know, yep. he's like, they're going to frisk me. Can you hold my gun? Whatever. Get, and then, yeah, it doesn't touch the gun again so he can plant it so and smart. get the cops, get the cops so arrested smart. off his back. So, yeah, it's 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 uh, we, we well, we mentioned this before, but just like I like movies where people are good at their jobs, even if their jobs is like stealing from people. Being and, a thief. Yeah. yeah. Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actually like the best, like Ocean's Eleven, like the Ocean's Trilogy, like epic. Yeah. Like, those are the best. I love those movies. And a guy like Mel Gibson, he has a strange kind of charisma. We We he haven't does. done many of his films. We and, haven't. You know, I, we should because the films themselves are, you know, they, they're worthwhile. You can separate. It's you just, can separate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of, it's just so crazy that he's controversial because it's, he's so charismatic. And in a movie like this, I remember like, that's right. Remember when we loved Mel Gibson, you he guys? He was the best. Yeah, and <laughs> he like was. And like it's not just us. Like we we talked about we did you watch the Continental show, the John Wick show or whatever? I I haven't seen the show actually. Did you check it out? No, me neither. But I okay. remember when we were like reacting to the trailer and we were like it's Mel Gibson's in it and they're not promoting him at all. Of course not. <laughs> and it's like so this isn't like us projecting here, you know, like this is like just where we are as a culture like we just don't he's just not yeah, if where you're he used problematic to be. we know that you're gonna bring people to the show via word of mouth and we're gonna not do any extra advertising so that it doesn't look like we support this person but like talent that's what's frustrating about entertainment is that like talent is more valuable in the long term than like what's happening outside and in these actors lives like you know, someday Mel Gibson will be like an 80 year old man and we won't need to talk about his personal life anymore because he's yeah. so old, <laughs> you know, True. it's weird. But that is the that's the like juggling act that Hollywood is doing, you know, like the Shia's and the Mel's like their work is still going to stand. I was, I was even having this conversation. <laughs> I know we're on a tangent here, but I, I I was having this conversation yesterday, too. where It's just like I, I just feel like everyone is just too online, too, now where it's just like. 
not everyone needs to a podcast and not everyone needs to like have a comment about every single news thing like at this point for me like personally i'm like actively disconnecting <laughs> like i'm like i like deleted facebook on twitter off my phone like Let's last go. last week and i feel great i'm like i like immediately it was like the Very first good. couple of days i was just like oh so like I really don't have to give a shit about like these random people's thoughts that I don't know yep. or agree with. Like, you know, cause it's just <laughs> yeah. like what ha when you're doom scrolling like that, you're just, I'm, you're just like, think about it. You're just like reading it and you're just like, ugh, yeah. And just like, it just makes you yeah. feel like shit. Yeah. And it's so far away <laughs> from like what we're, what you and I love to talk about, which is sort of like when someone has created some art for us and yeah. that art is entertaining and thoughtful and everything. And the problem is, is when you're collaborating with like 10,000 people to make a movie, I can't let one bad apple spoil the bunch. I, yeah. I just can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I, I hate that um, because there are definitely some notorious bad apples out there. Um, but for the sake of movie making and like a movie like this, even like and that's Saints, why Arnold's the we goat, talking, because I mean, come on, let's yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like all these great movies, artists are they're always going to be controversial figures. And it's strange to think of Mel Gibson as an artist. But like he is. He, he is. goes in hard. Um, the, the guy who did the additional writing weapon, to get that. Uh, you think of Lethal Weapon. Who else could play that guy that like suicidal, like who can reach that intensity so and also do like the wisecracking thing? You know what I mean? Like it's like a very and, and specific. And still be someone you root for. I don't know yeah. how he does it. I really I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot figure it out. Um, but but yeah, just I I appreciated going back and watching a movie at a time when like it was easier to access him. And mm -hmm. yeah, today is what it is. But that's also why I love talking about movies with you because we just talk about movies. This where is they a gem, were, though. I feel like this is like. It an underrated like gem like i you know i always go into like movies we haven't seen like hoping that we can say that you know but yep. like um i don't know like and maybe it's because the last couple movies we've done have been like eh, like you know it's it's yeah. it's, been, it's been dumpuary january february like you know jack ryan shadow yep. fruit and not boondock not saints is you know what it is but <laughs> But it, but it's but, a lot of artistry, right? Yeah. It's a lot of people taking very big swings. And I'll th say. But this is like the first like real movie that I feel like we've done where it's like, all right, I feel yeah. comfortable recommending this to like, like yes. I'm, tomorrow when I see my friend uh, in class and I'm just because I know we both love noirs. I'm going to be like, dude, have you seen Payback? Like, <laughs> because yeah. he probably has like he's a really big fan of the, the genre. But the genre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A, I yeah. mean. It's true. I, I this even though the color for me is like really hard to overcome, the rest of it is is solid. It's like exactly what you want out of this kind of movie. And it's so hard to do. So I appreciate that, too. Um, the guy that did the additional writing for the theatrical cut, mm -hmm. he is on a bunch of different Mel Gibson movies. He mm. provides like writing support or producing support on a bunch of Mel Gibson movies. And I thought that was interesting, too, just because there was a time when Mel Gibson was like more immersed in the collaborative process with directors and writers and producers. And I guess like when when that's all working well, we get good movies like this where like our directors and writers, they know the actors they're writing for, working with, helping to look better and together it all works. Um, 
I feel like late, later in time when everyone is a little bit more uh, nervous about collaborating or maybe too precious about their own ideas, we like lose some of that. No, definitely. Like it's that's one thing that I so you know with the auteur theory that I think it's lost a lot of the time. It's like it is there. There's a collaboration aspect that like you know directors do provide a lot. Granted, but you know it's it's a lot of other people too that are making the movie work not just the director and that's probably the biggest problem i have with that theory Mm -hmm. um and then the director too i was like trying to look at his filmography to see i mean he hasn't worked a lot recently i guess his last movie was was last year but I, i never heard of it but i mean he's done a knight's tale which i remember watching as you know mm-hmm. they came out uh yep, very interesting that. 42 you know the jackie robinson movie oh, yeah okay and, and then i guess more in line with uh this movie would be uh legend the the british twins uh movie with tom, tom hardy uh-huh interesting so, pretty interesting filmography i thought like that's that's yeah. pretty like you know, like, vast, a, like a person who can play ball and and direct movies across genres, but probably I bet if I went back, I could find some kind of creative through line mm-hmm. in these movies because they're they all they all follow a kind of grit, right? There's like a yeah. kind of desire for something authentic in each of those stories, and that's always interesting to me too. When an auteur can sort of fit into the studio model. I'm always excited just because then you get really creative uh, inside the box stuff. And I, I appreciate that. I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, the director's cut thing piece is just really interesting, especially because like I was trying to look for like, cause I, I do want to own this movie, you know, on with my Hell collection yeah. here. Um, and that's the only Blu-ray version that's available in America is the director's cut, which is such a bummer. Usually, weird. usually they they have both you know or like yep um so i don't know i don't know why they opted that but it's so weird there's all there's a few movies i have that are like that where i prefer the theatrical over the unrated and but the blu-ray i have has only the unrated like um what i was just put on twitter recently like bad santa is one for example that like let's go uh theatrically i just think it's like a lot tighter and the unrated is fine but like there's just a lot of unnecessary jokes that they just put back in you know yes and so it's like i don't mind i don't mind uh watching that but usually when i do revisit that i try and see if it's streaming somewhere because that's the the version i like so it's i don't know it's interesting yeah it's that collaboration yeah yeah you have to find a way to collaborate with the studio because i was just talking about this the other day too that like the studios don't have like their formula doesn't not work. It just is boring if you don't put something meaningful into the formula. Mm. And so I do feel like if you collaborate appropriately with a studio or with the studio system, your film will just be more complete. Maybe it won't have all of the tailor made pieces you want, but it will have the bow the way that this movie has such a perfect bow on being like, wait a minute, they lured them. Oh, and that's where that. Oh, Yes, a nice reward for me getting to the end of this movie and paying attention because I remembered the details and now I get the payoff. Yeah, and I and so that, you know, last thing before we, we wrap up here, like that the collaboration aspect, this is like an adaptation of a book, um, which Even I noticed better. in the in the credits too. But um 
I didn't know until I did some research that like there, there's an original version of this book called Point Blank that was made in uh, the 60s. Um, so um, that's interesting, though, to see, you know, I I I'm vaguely familiar with the name of that and that it's a popular action crime movie. So um, cool. to see how that kind of stands up, I'm sure it's not as graphic probably as this one as this one yep or, or maybe it is i feel like sometimes when you yeah. go back in time some of those movies are like whoa how did they even <laughs> get away with this <laughs> so there True. is yeah there's like a little bit of both of those things but yeah i definitely appreciate when when you when things can come together because like ultimately i can appreciate the color palette anyone wants to use even if i don't love it i can still appreciate the rest of the picture um because i think for i, f- I feel like the blue makes sense here as a choice Mm -hmm. it really it's a tale of revenge and it's best served cold and he you know like that temperature i I feel like is in the film right um it's just this is a guy on ice he's supposed to be dead it's just gonna fall (laughs) right asleep if the color is too if the color is too flat she just goes right out unfortunately um, but but I was able to stay up for this one, even though I felt Me too. Really tired. I, I, it was good. That was I had the same experience. I was really tired when I watched it, and I did not like compared to when I watch movies for this class I'm in right now, and I'm tired. Mm. I'm like, I'll finish this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna be able to finish this 80 year old movie right now. <laughs> no way, no way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's so a time and a very place watchable. for it all. Very watchable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good one. This was a fun blind spot for us to cover. Uh, you know, to, to for us to both be able to take a look at a movie that has been there, that has that's been waiting for us to dissect, and hopefully mm. more people will watch it because I think that's and the Amel, difference between and a Mel Gibson movie, which you know, this yes. leading action star of the era, not anymore, yep. but I think it's we have to if we're talking about the the main guys like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and. Gibson's up there. Yeah, he's in there. Got to <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll go back into the uh into the canon and we'll go I mean Mad Max and Lethal Weapons for sure. There's That's got, what I was going to say. They're going like, to have we, to happen at some point. We yeah. have to do the Mad Max films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are just yeah, we can't yeah, we can't skip over folks just because they have a controversial space outside because then we'd never do a movie again no (laughs) exactly it'd be impossible yeah um but to your point that's what i like better about having takes is that like it's so much more fun to revive some art that is worthwhile than it is to just like make up comments about something that's happening that everyone will change their mind on in like five years right um (laughs) okay last thing here real quick best stunt and best kill what do you got I think the the original briefcase heist when he just is like ramming down that alleyway yeah. and sm- head on collision smashes into them. It looks great. It looked so that was, great. That was mine as well. I love crashing cars. Yes, exactly. You know, we know we love a good car stunt on this show. You know, we sure do. <laughs> yes, um, and it was just like a lot of fun. You know, like the the quick idea of like you know they don't wear their seat belts. And that, like, that is what births this idea of, like, so we're going to risk our lives because yeah. it's going to be harder on them. We're going to do and that something that was, like, the dangerous. street smarts, I guess, of it where he was like, did you notice that about them? Yes. He's like, what? And he's just like, they weren't wearing seatbelts. Right. And you're right. like, okay, he's what does this guy got in store here? <laughs> yes. Clever, but also uh, uh, chaotic because he's willing to, like, risk That's the car the accident. That's the suicidal Gibson factor it. you get, like, with yes. all these roles. It's just like, man, this guy does not we need it. Yep, we need it. 
Um, but also I think like the uh, just the stunts of, uh, you know, like lighting the car on fire and blowing mm -hmm. it up and the really cool bomb, you know, like the way that it looks and everything. I just feel like when you can make the bombs also look like they'd blow up, that's like a piece of detail that's like pretty rare in modern movies because they rarely do an insert of a bomb anymore. And it was kind of like when he gets the shot out similar with the car that when Gibson gets hit by a car and like, yes. said, like, it's not like an action movie where he gets up and starts running again. This guy is out. He's on yeah. the floor. He's been reeling hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, that is what would happen if you got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Like the real stunts where you can tell there's like stunt guys, yeah. not only doing the work, but they're in the cast, you know, like my yeah. favorite part about action movies is recognizing stunt men as henchmen across, you know, mm -hmm. a decade. Yep. Yeah. Because they're always we, it's there. It's happened a lot on the show for sure. Too. I love we them. Watch a and lot of them. It's the best. They get their swan, so their swan songs over here and I'm happy to give it. Uh, what about kills? Which one was maybe your favorite kill? We might have the same kill too, just because I don't. It, it's the one where he kills Greg Henry finally, just because I think it was leading up to that. Be like, rewarding. Yeah, it was very rewarding. This guy was like such a piece of shit, like racist, sexist, yes. misogynist, like all, just all of the above. Yeah, yep. and and so like I like that Gibson grabs the pillow, and I immediately knew I'm like, oh, he's shooting him through the pillow. Like I've seen enough action movies, but the way that it's like. He again, he gives him like this false hope that like, you know, I'll help you. I'll show you where it is. He's like, oh, really? OK, all right. Yeah, maybe. And then mm -hmm. he's like, you got a light. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, no, he's like, what good are you? Bam. Fucking so threw good. the pillow into the face. And like, even Maria Bella was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, even she was like, "Ooh, I let my guard down. Should I? I'm not sure. Uh, but and it so is perfect. That whole scene was just and I was and it, part of me was like, OK, so where is he going now? Like, it was just. It was such a like it that happens was the early climax. in the story. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah. It, then I like that it kind of like did a like oh so now he has to go all the way to the top. Like I like how it um, yeah. kind of changed direction there too. Well, he just got to a place where he was like, you know, I don't like this guy, and this guy represents the rest of the guys. Yeah. So that's why I'm taking everybody else out. Um, I really like the uh, when they do the side by side shootout. And where he like, uh, you know, he happens on the car and like fires from the back and underneath. That is a pretty sweet. Kills everyone. That is a pretty sweet action scene. Yeah, that's probably Very the best ballet. like, um, like quote unquote action. Like you know, if the, if you had a film reel of, you know, all the action stunt work and like that be in there for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. And Mel Gibson just looks so cool, being like. Yeah, he, he's literally just like not like <laughs> like a cigarette hanging from his mouth, and he's just—it's so cool. I um, like when he buys that gun too. We didn't mention that when he goes to the pawn shop, he he yeah. pawns all, all those watches that he gets from that guy's credit card, and then he's like, <laughs> "What about that uh that Magnum right there? Let me get that one." Yeah, <laughs> five hundred yeah, and the gun. <laughs> I love the trademarks of all these things. Like there will always be a pawn shop. There will always be. Uh, a being medical doctor and, that uh, a veget like veterinarian yeah, that's been totally disgraced yeah. for some reason or another. <laughs> that like when he was like just, like drinking that whiskey and then he put the medical tools in there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not like. <laughs> I don't think that's the rules. It's <laughs> not yeah. sanitary enough to where no. like. <laughs> but it sure is fun. But that's um, what you get. That's like John Wick has the same shit. Right. You know that guy he goes to. Yeah. Yeah, there's only there's only so many ways to do it. And that's what I mean. Like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel to make to make yeah. a good noir movie. 
you just have to have some of these trademarks and a really charismatic guy to follow around like Mel Gibson. And the cast. Uh, Use those conventions and put fucking great actors in it and see what happens. And, you know, easy. sometimes it'll come out like this, like good. Like, you know, that's right. You know. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad we did this. This was a Me fun too. blind spot to do, and I, I'm always excited when we find them. So hopefully, and we got we'll a fun one next week. I don't know if you want to announce it here. Ooh, let's do it. Announce it up. Uh, the Warriors, you know, from uh, the seventy. What is it? Seventy nine. I think uh, so. Seventy nine. Yep. Oh man, Walter Hill classic, Street Gang, New York uh, City. I haven't watched this since I was a kid, so this is gonna be. It's not a blind spot, but definitely like gonna be interesting to see what I. Yeah, it's a, a real transcendent rewatch, as I like mm -hmm. to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was probably, again, since I was in school. Uh, stage combat yeah. class really assigned a lot of action films. Uh, so and I the Arrow, saw a lot the, uh, the Arrow release I got, the 4K release, and it's Even amazing. Cooler. And I, I can't wait to see what they put on there. So we'll see. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, next week is The Warriors. And yeah, let's uh, wrap up and get out of here. Go for it. Yeah, so uh, get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and on Twitch at The Buffs. Um, please leave a review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Follow me at Misfit Minded on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit, and my website at MisfitMinded.com. Yes, and of course, you can follow me at It's Me, Shani B. Uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you again for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff.